Hello and welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don Kewelhorn. Today we are going to talk with Steve Ford, who just finished running the Escanaba in the Moonlight. He was Remnar um, in the play, one of the central characters, although it is an ensemble, and we'll talk about that. Um, he's We've had trouble getting together. He He's had uh, family issues, I've had family issues, and finally we got together and Ended up, I had a microphone issue, so there might be a little bit of problem with the microphone. However, it's Steve Ford uh, on Escanaba in the Moonlight and his theater experience. All right. Well, now we're rolling. So, Steve Ford, thanks so much for giving me some of your time for this chat. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. This is a great thing. We're in the auditorium at the Old Town Playhouse main stage. Kind of nice if they're putting up the... Uh, yeah, there's an unfinished set that we're looking at. Yeah, so Savannah Sipping Society set. Right. I don't know anything about this production. Is this is this close to finished or not? Uh, no, no. We have a... <laughs> Sometimes have it's tough to tell. Plenty. <laughs> Sometimes it is. We have a, a painting to do on this, but this is all going to be set back because before we do Savannah's Sipping Society, the week before, mm -hmm. we have Together We Sing. Oh, right. Which is the MP MTI thing. Right, 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 right. So, a lot, a lot going on here at the Playhouse, and one of those things is our uh, discussion, our little chat here. So, tell me something. Uh, the opening question is, how did you get to the Playhouse? Um, so, I was, you know, a theater kid in high school, um, but after high school, I just didn't do it at all until... I mean, I, I moved away. I, I grew up in Elk Rapids, and then I moved away and worked uh, other places for a long time. And then um, I moved back to this area of the state around 2015. Um, and at that time, I started doing plays with the old, with the uh, with the Elk Rapids players. Uh, there's a small theater group there. Really, it's uh, exists as kind of a permanent fundraiser to support the Elk Rapids Town Hall, mm -hmm. which is a historic building in downtown that um, has been updated and preserved. And we do plays there. Uh, and so started 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 to get back into that. It was like putting on an old pair of shoes I hadn't worn in a while. Started doing a few plays with them, and then um, when I heard that OTP was doing Spam a lot, I was interested because I had seen the musical in Chicago and was a big Monty Python fan growing up. So I figured I would step out of my comfort zone and try something new. And it's been kind of a it was kind of a uh, put a toe on a, a slick surface and then kind of slid down the hill. So, <laughs> so ever since then, it's been, it feels like it's been kind of like at least once a year, there's some sort of production, sometimes many more than once a year. So I've uh, been doing a, a number of shows with OTP ever since. And what else have you done here? So Spamalot was my first show. Um, Young Frankenstein was still kind of the highlight here. Igor. Uh, Igor. Igor. <laughs> yeah. Igor, Igor. And that was I kinda that was one of those shows where you walk in like this this is the one that I want. This is the, the role right. that I want. And it was it all kinda just was like, well, oh you're perfect for it. So that was good. Um Tommy, let's see. I've done backstage work for Marjorie Prime at the uh, Depot Theater. Uh Indecent, learned to play the accordion, to play to be an indecent. That was uh, a highlight. That was right before COVID hit. And then uh, Escanaba in the Moonlight was another mm -hmm. one of those ones that, you know, kind of like Young Frankenstein, I was like, well, I want to be a part of this. I've seen, I've, I had seen the stage show at uh, CMU when I was a student there, and uh, was a really big fan of the movie too, so. And that's, it's a, Escanaba in the Moonlight's a very, it's a very niche show about a very niche part of the world, and 
uh, I'm happy to be from that part of the world. So right. <laughs> I'm always curious, like, if you did that show in, like, Ohio, would it read as well as it does, you know, in the state of Michigan? Right, yeah, that's, that's something, uh, something that would be interesting to kind of ask. It, it is a Michigan-centric show. Yeah. So how, when, you're, when you're doing Escanaba, let's take the fresh one, the one that yeah. you've just done. <laughs> what did you do to prepare? Uh, are you a hunter? I am, I am not, no. I used to teach, uh, I'm a high school teacher, and for many years I taught in, in West Branch um, at Ogama Heights High School over there. And that's one of those parts of the world where you get, you, like, you don't necessarily get Martin Luther King Day off of school, but you do get the opening day of deer season off of school. One of those kind of places. So um, I, I'm familiar with the hunting mentality. And it was, when I lived in that part of the state, it was like, it was everybody went hunting. It wasn't just uh, the men. It was, it was people who you wouldn't even expect would just kind of break character and put on camo for two weeks of the year. Right. Um, so I'm familiar with it, but uh, myself, I've never been. I've, been. I've been to a deer camp a handful of times, but never actually, like, you know, fired a gun at a wild animal. Um, so the closest I ever got was shooting skeet. <laughs> in West Branch, so that's the closest I have. But um, I, I, you know, I was, I am very familiar with the culture about it. And uh, the hardest part was getting the accent down. I think it was for for all of us. It was we were just kind of every time we walked into the playoffs, we started having to uh, practice that accent because it was one that I've um, I haven't heard a ton in my real life. Mm -hmm. Just heard I've heard about it. But I had I have a couple coworkers who uh, grew up in Escanaba and would kind of coach me a little bit on. On how how they would how they would go about pronouncing certain phrases. You never can you you never think about accents, um, because it seems so close and well, it's just over the bridge. There can't be any right. difference, and yet there is a there is a significant difference when yeah. you hear that. Especially the further the further west you go, you start to get into right. that like you know um, Wisconsin Minnesota area. So. Just having the bridge there, I, do, I think, does create a, a strong connection to that that area of the of the culture that's up there. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I I know I'm a Chicago boy, mm -hmm. um, and so hunting has never been something that I've thought about. And it was a shock when I moved up here and saw deer hanging from trees and stuff. Right. You just you just don't you don't think that, and yet it was commonplace, and it was it was what was expected around this time of year. Well, uh, this year at school, I have a, an exchange student from China, who oh. uh, and his his host mom knew I was in the show, and so she brought him, and he uh, she has a couple different exchange students. They're from different parts of the world, and they came to see the show, and afterwards I asked him about it. He's like, I, I really did not follow what was going on at all. I could follow the story, but a lot of the, you know, it's like I've never never known anybody who hunted deer before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of kind of in, interesting, certainly. Yeah. So, um, in in thinking about that, what did you what? How did you get involved in um, mindset in being at a deer camp um, in the UP with the family and stuff? What was what? Where did you go to get that kind of thinking in your mind? That mm. is. Well, you know, I really think about, you know, my, my family's unit is pretty strong. So um, that's it, really what it is. It's this, it's this really strong Sodi family. Like they, they do everything together. This is a, a tradition that's, that's time honored and a thing they do every year. And they have all these things they do every year in preparation for it. And so the more we worked through the script and the more we rehearsed, the more we realized that like these, this family is very, very, very tight. So it was a lot of it was the people involved in the play. I mean, it's a really small cast of only, I mean, five guys. So 
um, we all bonded pretty early on, just like we're all kind of in the same mentality that, that, that we wanted to be here and we wanted to be a part of this show. And it was having a small cast like that actually kind of made it a, a small microcosm of what that would have been for that family. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be in this cabin in the woods by ourselves for two weeks. So for the cast, it was very much like that. We were, it was just us and, you know, Ed and Colleen and Matt the back working backstage and right. that it was it was just so it's very very small production which was nice you know coming off of i mean i had never done a show that size at otp except for my one time doing a depot show every every other show i've done has been in these huge musicals with like you know 30 people backstage but mm -hmm. this was a lot a uh, lot different so it was a different energy and i think we we all bonded pretty early on and that really helped all right set the mentality of you know we're at deer camp we are because we were we were at deer camp kind of in a fictional sense but we were yeah, you were you were on stage the entire time. Yes, it was one of those shows too. Once you enter, you don't leave until and, the show's over. Yeah. And so you are there. Yeah. And there's no no your your character goes in one sense that's the an easier show to do because you get into character, you don't come off. Right. Exactly. You're and just you're you're just going on. Um, kind of kind of uh, compare that to Spam a Lot, oh. which is one of my most favorite <laughs> shows ever. You know, I haven't I haven't watched the DVD of that in a while. I haven't thought about that show, but when I when I remember it, it was like if I I'm sure if I watched the DVD, I'd be like, oh yeah, right now there's seven people backstage that are all crossing paths, going this way and that. Because I was in the ensemble for that show, but even the people who weren't in the ensemble, who were you know might say leads, were also playing six or seven different parts because that was you know very much the spirit of what Monty Python would do. So it was. There was it was chaos backstage, but mm -hmm. it was it was very organized. After a few weeks of practicing, we got we already got their path down. But you know there were moments where you'd run off stage, throw this outfit off, throw this one on, and then come back on stage within thirty seconds and be do something different. Right. That, that was it was every musical number had you know fifty different props that went into it. Every everybody had a, you know eight different costumes that they would cycle throughout the, the, the throughout the show. So it was very much the opposite. Escanaba, the green room's empty. Versus Spamalot, the green room is a second dressing room that right. is being run in and run out of all the time. So you're you're a performer. Are you a vocalist too? You know, I I, I never took choir in school. Uh, we actually we you know Elk Rapids is a small school. We didn't really have choir, but I was uh, you know a lifelong bando. I, I took piano lessons as a, as a small child, and then um, I was in the school band all the way from high school into college. College marching band was a huge part of my life. What did uh, you play? Saxophone. Oh, good. So. I didn't want to see you carrying a piano in a marching band. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I tried to talk to him into accordion, but um, no. <laughs> there was a you know somewhere on one of the old you know uh, Chippewa marching band DVDs they would make. There's a clip of me and a friend uh, marching accordions together. Uh, but so so music has been a big part of my life for a long time. I don't really have a professional capacity to it, but um, so I, I you know choir was a thing I really hadn't done until I started doing musicals at OTP. But it's the same idea as band. You just use your voice as the instrument, not, mm -hmm. the, not the actual instrument. So a lot mm -hmm. of the same language, a lot of the same, you know, the way you take notes and the way you run rehearsals and run repetitions of certain phrases. So I do, I do enjoy that. It's kind of the only musical capacity I have right now in, uh, in my regular life. I try to find a community band every here, here and there every once in a while. But mm -hmm. doing, doing musicals at OTP has been scratching that itch quite a bit. Good. So um, you have two different genres of, of uh, theater. What do you have a favorite? 
You know, I, I think I think I like musicals um, more than uh, straight plays personally, but I mean I like them both equally. Uh, musicals I tend to uh, gravitate towards the most because you know, like I mentioned earlier, they usually involve more people, and there's a lot more moving parts, and I kind of enjoy being a, a, a cog in a machine. It's a kind of a, that same old like marching band mentality that mm-hmm. you know we're we're all working towards this greater goal together. Uh, this, I mean, I mean, Askinaba and the Moonlight's probably the only straight play in my recent memory, other than maybe Bullshot Crummond at the Elk Rabbits Players, you know, six or seven years ago. Um, so I'd, I'd like those experiences too, but you, you don't really get a break. You don't really get to uh, uh, relax during the show at all. You're just kind of on the whole time. I like that a musical is kind, kind of a moving the spotlight from person to person to person pretty frequently. So you get mm-hmm. a chance to reset during the show or uh, or let somebody else shine for a little bit before you, while you change costumes or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you see uh, any, right now where we have Cinderella coming up mm-hmm. and the other two shows are pretty much cast because we had those uh, put up before COVID and then we had to cancel all of that. Correct. Uh, do you see anything in the future near term in Cinderella to interest you? You know, it's on my radar a little bit. Um, we some, Sometimes the, uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of line here, uh, sometimes the men in the Old Town Playhouse roster, we, we tend to kind of joke about being on the bench a little bit. Like if they can't fill a role, you'll get a phone call because They'll, they'll call us in because oftentimes there's there's less men that show up for a musical than a wo- than than women. Right. Um, so, uh, you know that's that's kind of where I am with Cinderella right now. Is if there's a phone call that comes up and the timing works out, but you know in real life I am I am newly married and uh, trying to uh, fill in step into a, a stepfather role, which has been a, a new and exciting and fresh adventure. So mm-hmm. there's um, trying to enjoy a little bit of time and peace over there. But so I used to live in in Kuwaitan and commute in, so that was like a 30 minute drive. Now I live you know, five minutes away. So it's a little easier for me to sneak away and, and do something here and there. So sure. uh, this season, you know, I, 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 I Escanaba was mm-hmm. the only one that had really uh, piqued my interest uh, a ton and that was great. But so we'll, we'll see what the rest of the, what the springtime holds and what new adventures await. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am right now. What you, you're on stage, you're an actor, mm-hmm. you're a vocalist, you're, do you ever think of backstage work? Uh, you know, I, that's so. Um, at school, uh, I, I often get pegged to you know do a direct a play, and that's a thing that I've been kind of dodging because because it's it's a lot of work for for one person to undertake. Because I always say like, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do, and so I don't know how to build th- things super well. It's definitely a thing I've thought about. Like uh, you know, I, I teach you know things like geometry and trigonometry and. There's a little bit of me that thinks that if I were to do it all again, I could be just happy as a clam, you know, swinging a hammer and building houses all day, because a lot of that math that goes into it would fit. So it's it's again, it's a thing I've considered, but I've never. Uh, I, I would I would be coming in fresh. I'd be completely green. So I'd have to have somebody who is willing to you know, vibe with my uh, asking a lot of questions and trying to learn along the way too. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is amazing. One of the things that as actors we we don't give enough credit to, I think, is the 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 set building. Um, machine at Old Town Playhouse is incredible. I mean, you'll be, I mean, the way that one show wraps and then strikes in an afternoon and then, you know, within that following week, there will be a set on stage for your show that you as an actor don't do anything about. You just kind of show up to rehearsal one night and, oh, there's that set piece I've been mimicking using for a while, but now it's just there and I didn't do anything. It's, 
it's incredible how much work goes right. into building the sets. As we're looking at a set right now. Right, and yeah, okay. there, are, there, are, there are some superhero construction people that work on these sets in, in just painting and design, and they, every one of them is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Without without variation, it's incredible. From the mo from the simpler sets, I'm thinking about like, you know, Tommy, which was had a background to it, and then we had these the periactoids that just kind of moved around, to Young Frankenstein, which had the revolve on the stage with three different sets, kind of set at 120 degree wedges on this revolve. I mean, every set is amazing from the simplest to the most complicated. So it's it is incredible. I have a ton of respect for the work that goes into building the sets, but. <laughs> that, it's kind of intimidating, like, would I even be helpful in this situation, or would I just be? <laughs> I know. Strike day, on strike day, I'm usually the one just carrying things around. I'm just like, okay. Well, you know, you need somebody to move <laughs> yeah. the, the wood off the stage. I've, yeah. I've gone <laughs> to that mode myself of, somebody has to get this wood off this stage because it's right. too much of a pile. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, Andrew Lehman and I, I think we're the only people involved in Escanaba who are uh, below the age of 40, so... When strike day, when we rolled up on strike day, and it was like, all right, you guys are here. You guys are going to be hauling things up and down the stairs all day. Right. So, all right, here we go. So I remember um, striking Marjorie Prime was kind of the same thing. I mean, uh, John Clapko directed that. And uh, so we, we showed up to strike day, and you know, most of the cast of Marjorie Prime was, was pretty old. Uh, so it was like me and John, I think Jeff Kruger and Tom Zarney showed up. And it was, we had to move all the flats that we, we had built this um, kind of a bi-level living room on the depot stage we had to take all these flats from it was just the four of us and you know so wow. john and i were sitting there hauling flats all day and we'd get them over here and then pick them up the stairs it was just it was the, that was the worst strike it took <laughs> the good part of seven or eight hours to get all the stuff over there yeah there was one thing about the studio that was different than main <laughs> stage main stage when you make a call a lot of people show up at the studio, it's it's kind of a it was a a much smaller crew because it was a much smaller performance place. Right. Yeah. So you didn't. And a lot have of times the set much. would be like a couch. You know, there wouldn't yeah. be much. There, this yeah. one, this one was a pretty intricate set for a, a such an intimate space. So we had a lot of we had a lot of things that had to kind of be hauled out of there, and it's not not a not a great space to get things in and out of. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> two doors and yeah. uh, not large enough to make the, a bedroom a bed a mattress come out easily. Right. Right. So, so. that's interesting. So what about uh, you were talking about construction? What about lights or sound design or, or just running lights or so? You forth? know, I'd be I'd be super interested to learn that. I feel like that's a thing I could totally vibe with. Again, it's kind of got there's a learning curve at the front of it I think that I could get over pretty quick. So I that's the thing I'm interested in. That was my when I was a in high school, that was where I got started was working up in the booth for plays and then I got on stage pretty quick. So Uh-huh. So what I've I've worked at the Herta, the uh, Elk Rapids place. Uh, the helped in a couple of productions. Is yeah. it now still Herta? It was it's a Her Hertha, the Hertha Historic Hertha. Elk Rapids Town Hall Association. Right. Yeah. I I've, I've helped a couple of times. This is long, long time mm -hmm. ago when I did that. Um, what is the difference between the two organizations? I you know we we are certainly an older organization to have a lot more going. Right. But as far as the ethic in trying to get a play up, we're a we're we're a small and stalwart crew over there. I think that's it's just the size is the biggest difference. The the passion is still there, but it's you know it's it's a it's a very very small group of you know five or six people that are that are super dedicated to it. 
And you know, as I mentioned, we we mostly exist as fundraisers to support the town hall to keep mm -hmm. things going there because that's a piece of property and that's a building that could you know easily be knocked down and converted into a. It's a premium spot downtown. It's very valuable, and somebody could build a house on it that could be as again. I hope I don't know speaking uh, off the record here as a as a lifelong Elk Rapidian. It's it's um, it's frustrating sometimes to see the most beautiful spots in town get taken up by a vacation home that's occupied for one week of the year. Right. And, and then sits empty, you know. So uh, the, the town hall is a is a beautiful building, and uh, we try to keep it used for local things. That and it, get, it does get used all winter long. So we, it got winterized during COVID, and we didn't touch it at all. So we actually did our first uh, trivia night there since um, since Friday, March thirteenth of twenty twenty, which was the last one we did. Was mm -hmm. like, well, <laughs> let's enjoy this trivia night because I don't think one's going to happen for a while. <laughs> we were lo looking at each other like, should we even be here? And then, uh, so we do, yeah, we do monthly community trivia nights as a fundraiser, and we do we do plays. They just did um, a murder mystery there, just something mm -hmm. to get to get the get the band back together and, and do something. Right. I mean, when I started doing plays with Hertha, it was um, you know a very very small straight plays. A lot of the same ones that OTP has done, Moon Over Buffalo, um, a lot of Neil Simon plays, ones that have small casts and, and things that are easy to you know one set. Um, and we started doing musicals when I got involved. We did South Pacific, and then we did Guys and Dolls recently, and we uh, pulled off an impressive production of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, uh, working largely in partnership with Carolyn Hoover, who does the uh, the Promise over at New Hope Church. Mm -hmm. So she brought a lot of uh, people over into that production, and that was, I mean, for our small organization, it, you know, that's a that's a cast of twenty people. Seven brides for seven brothers on that stage. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah things yeah, got yeah. things got busy. It was <laughs> it was a busy show. It was a, uh, it was it was it was a fun it was a fun production though. Right. Yeah. Right. That right. When I, I find, that when you, when you have those kinds of uh, issues, the the constraints, that it's much more fun, to do a show like that because you, you're. Uh, you have to work around all those problems. Correct, correct. Yeah, we find out, from, come with creative solutions for things. Sometimes, I mean, I know Old Town Playhouse is still, you know, a community theater, but sometimes it does feel like a juggernaut when it comes to, I mean, there are, I mean, OTP's been around for 60 years, so there are lots of processes and people and, and, and un, an understanding of how to make this all work so fast that, mm -hmm. you know, we sometimes we do a play at Al the Alcrafts Players and it's like, okay, how do we, how do we do this again? Where are we going to, where are we going to hang that drop? How are we going to do these lights? And it's a, a thing that could easily just be a phone call for somebody here. It becomes a, a whole thing we got to solve over there. So we're still learning a lot and, but, but it is, there is a, there is a sense of pride that comes with pulling off a Seven Brides, Seven Brothers or a Guys and Dolls, you know. When you do a show. Yeah. And that certainly comes from any show. Correct. When you, when you have worked your six to eight weeks of rehearsal and, <laughs> and you've struggled and had met all the challenges that are presented regardless of how much experience you have, there's always something. Yeah, uh, certainly, and for a comedy, like Eskinov in the Moonlight most recently, the thing that makes a comedy so difficult is that you rehearse it for six to eight weeks to an empty house. And yeah. then, you know, nobody's laughing at the jokes. You're all just you're just running through them, and it's not until you get an audience in front of you that suddenly you're like, oh, we got to stop and wait because they're laughing because what we're doing is pretty funny. All right. So it's uh, that's always the biggest challenge with doing a, a comedy. Is that, that, you is, have to that <laughs> is the challenge of a comedy. You don't know. You hear the joke so many times that it ceases yeah. to be funny, and then when when somebody hears it fresh, 
and you see what you've just done. Yeah, there's it, kind of a moment on stage where you're like, oh, all right, okay, this is how it's going to be. You this to, is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we're going to get there. I mean, uh, the opening line of Escanaba is uh, Elton Horner is playing Albert. He sits in this chair and he says hello to the audience. Yeah. And he, he says hello, and you know, in rehearsal, nothing happens, and then we get a live audience, all of a sudden the whole audience, hello, right back. It's like, oh, <laughs> we're all backstage going, uh-oh. Yeah. There's people out there, That's right. and this is real. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, do you have a favorite play so far in your repertoire? You know, Young Frankenstein is going to be hard to beat. That's, that's, that's always going to be uh, a top experience for me. That, that play was, you know, we say there were no bummers in the cast. Everybody was, everybody's with it from the beginning, spot on. The design team and production team were fantastic. It all just came together perfectly with almost no hiccups along the way. So... That was a, a that was a fun experience, and we were just uh, I mean, we had uh, we had cast parties years later after that show was over. So it's just right. it still is a pretty tight group. We still we still talk. So um, that one's gonna be tough to beat. I think um, Spamalot was also a, a very fun experience. I think, but Escanaba is gonna be up there too. With a smaller crew, so you don't have as many mm -hmm. uh, parties to go to. Right, yeah. <laughs> smaller, I mean, but Indecent is also one that I, I mean, like, that got me back into music. I, I learned how to play the accordion for that show, and that was... Uh, Indecent was a tremendous It show. was, and that was the one that it's it like, was. it's really tough to describe to people, too. It was really like, yeah. you know, and it was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was a wonderful, and I usually do, you know, jokey comedy stuff, and that was a really serious show, um, but it... It really came together. I remember we were watching, we, a bunch of my friends and I got together to watch the original Broadway cast on like YouTube or something, you know, a year before it came out. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. But it really came together. And it, it I mean, the, the musicians were fantastic to work oh with. Oh, boy. Yeah. The um, whole thing was just... There were so many I moving was, parts I to was, it. I was stunned and enthralled that it went as well as it did. It and, really did. Yeah, the, and it really the, came together. The projections were fantastic, yeah. and uh, you know, the cast was spot on, and it was it was it was beautiful. It was. I was very, very proud to be a part of it, and it was kind of like you know, I'm, it's tough because I think about that show, and that was right when uh, COVID was starting to be a thing people were talking about, and it was things got rough after that. But that was just a, a fantastic experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Steve Ford, we've run out of our time for now. Seems like there's a more conversation to be had. We Absolutely. can certainly have you back after, not after, but we can certainly talk again. <laughs> um, good luck on, on getting your phone call for Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. There's a, we always, some, like I said, some of the guys that, were, that are in plays around here, we always kind of joke like, well, I'm not going to show up to auditions, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Mamma Mia good. was another experience like that for me too. Where, well, thanks for yeah. the chat and we'll talk with you. Fantastic. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Steve Ford, for giving us that chat and I hope we chat again. Now, for the week of November 7, I hope you set your clocks back today, Sunday. It is a day we take the hour from the foot of the day and tack it on to the head of the day or vice versa. Now, Friday and Saturday, November 12 and 13th, we present All Together Now, a global musical event celebrating local theater. Musical Theater International, a leading licensing agency, is supporting this revival of local theater with a worldwide celebration. Helping theaters get lights back on and audiences back in their seats. MTI assembled all together now. A musical review providing performance and rehearsal materials free of charge 
and giving local theaters the chance to bring back their patrons for a benefit event of music and joy. Now be part of this worldwide event, as All Together Now is presented in over 2,300 theaters in over 40 countries and in every state in the U.S. Come support Old Town Playhouse and celebrate live theater. To purchase tickets, oldtownplayhouse.com and click on the All Together Now icon. The Savannah Sipping Society will open November 18th and run Thursday through Sunday matinee until December 4th. For tickets and more information, go to the Old Town Playhouse website, oldtownplayhouse.com. Auditions for Cinderella, a new updated Rodgers and Hammerstein version, is coming to the Playhouse on November 29 and 30. Stay tuned for further details. In December, the Young Company will present a holiday cabaret on December 16th through the 18th. This is our last production for this calendar year. And in January, the Young Company presents, now wait for it, Frozen Junior. Oh boy. If you have questions or would like to tell your story, send an email off to office at oldtownplayhouse.com. OTP Volunteer Table is produced in association with the Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City, Michigan. Our music today is Talkies by Hama Hama. This is the OTP Volunteer Table. I am Don Kuhlhorn, and we will see you on the boards. (laughs) 